Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome. Three hours of great sports talk. To the Petros and Money Show. On air at AM570 LA Sports. With the ability to really go anywhere and do anything. Streaming everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Hosted by Mad Money Smith. Check out the fit. And Petros Papadakis. That's what we like to hear. Here they are on your home of the LA Dodgers. In sync and down the drain. Petros and Money. Petros and Money. Petros and Money. Petros and Money. Hotterly! Why is he doing this? What? Stop. Why is he doing this? Stop the show. What happened? Now the freaking Duke of Sports is sucking us into his fight with Sam Amick. Why? What? And has tagged him into a his little snit. What? With Amick. He just he just tagged us. Wait a minute. Our show. Where's Kate's? Stop him. Oh, he didn't he tagged at Petros and Money, at Matt Money Smith. When? At Sam just now. Why? Just now, this idiot. Wait a minute. Kate's we need help. We can't have this. All right, here's the background, kids. Before we start this, I mean, it's a Super Bowl week. We have uh, an old intern known as Eric Scalar. No relation. He's from Calabasas. He's like the Cooper Manning of the Scalar. Have you brothers. heard about this, Kate? Dude, we just Scalar stopped the show. just tagged us. He just tagged the show in his beef with Sam Amick. God. All right. So here's the deal, Scalar fancies himself a super sports fan. In fact, he calls himself, because of his fraternity nickname at Cal State Northridge, the Duke of Sports. He's named after the dog. We named a dog, Indiana. And every, every year, one of the pledges has to be named after the frat house dog. Yeah, and that was so him. I got the name Duke. And uh, so he used to be our intern. He was one of our more capable interns of all time. Which is why KFI hired him. They do that with all of our interns. Exactly. So hence, he is the engineer for the John... Cobelt Show, formerly known as the John and Ken Show, one of the most important, impactful social commentary radio shows in the history of the area on KFI, our sister station, an afternoon show. Uh, I think it's like 11 to 3 now or something like that. Uh, 1 to 4? Yeah. yeah, 1 to 4. Conway comes on at 4 now. 1 to 4. So he should be working right now. He should be running the board for John Cobelt right now, not tagging, tagging us. This is and here's the thing, Scalar is not only is he a Laker super fan around the office, who would care? But he's very social media active. He tweets once a minute. And then last week, because of the All Star, who cares who got picked for the All Star game? Exactly. He's all riled up fighting with senior NBA columnist for the Athletic, Sam Amick. Dear friend of the show for at least 15 years, and we have talked to him. Six or seven days ago, Sam Amick 
tweeted him back something to the effect of, hey, I'll keep it in mind next time your boys call me to come on the way you've treated me. And we're like, oh my God, it's not us. Not us. We, we are not super fans. It wasn't us. How about anything? We want some bonus in the All-Star game. We don't care. This is, And so now, what's happened now? So now... Well, there's a rekindling? The, the, the fight was over six days ago. So now, he has a four box of tweets of him and Sam Amick going back and forth. Oh, so he's he's all of excited. What this beef, no, of what this beef is. You can't feed the cat. Sam Amick fed the cat. Exactly. Yeah. He then tweets. That's like giving uh, Hugo, the not much guy, those Dodger tickets. Remember Hugo? And we fed yes. the cat once. And now, oh, Kate's, poor Kate's life has never been the same since. So now. Hugo's here. It's freaking handout. Five days later, the Duke of Sports is like, I'm going to circle back. But this is the first time he tagged us. He tagged the show. But has he been fighting with Amick all week since I, he started fighting with him? Well, I don't, here's what it says. It's no way to look. It's like digging into it's like Egypt. You, you have no affiliation with us. You do not work with us. You do not walk, work for us. You used to be our intern 10 years ago. He was on the other day. Do not. He was, and he did help us get our Twitter back, so I guess. Mm. Did he help us get our Twitter back? A little bit. How much of the 100% of people that helped? I mean. I'd what slice? What slice of the pie? 100% of the pie, what percentage goes to the Duke of Sports? I mean, 1%. Really? 2%. That's a lot. If it's like a billion dollars, that's he a lot of money. He rekindled the email to the corporate people in New York. I thought he gave us the in to the person at corporate that then got it back for us. Well, that that relationship had already been started back in December. She thought it had been taken care of, and so the Duke of Sports actually sure she circled did. back with her and helped to get it going again. All right. But I still put it at 1% or 10, 2%. Okay. Yeah. Sam blocked me. Oh, and by the way, this is at. He has added us into this, uh, this conversation at Petros and Money, uh, at Matt Money Smith. All of them. At Sam Amick. Sam blocked me and then deleted the tweets he sent, one of which he called me a clown <laughs> <laughs> because he got very upset at the fact, he uses the word fact, at the fact that he was pandering to Kings fans, that Sabonis is more deserving of an all-star nod than Anthony Davis. Oh, God. He couldn't take the heat, so he left the kitchen. Can you read that part again? Yeah. This is this is the Duke of Sports defending his position of why he is in the right in all of this. Telling all his Twitter followers. Yes. Hey, hey, everybody. Check this out. This is why I did what I did. Sam blocked me and then deleted the tweets he sent, one of which he called me a clown. <laughs> Thank you. Because he got very upset at the fact he was pandering to Kings fans that Sabonis is more deserving of an all-star nod than Anthony Davis. He couldn't take the heat, so he left the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There it is. Yes. There it is in black and white. He couldn't take the heat, so he left the kitchen. 11 minutes ago, no retweets, no likes, no comments. Which is pretty much his Twitter existence. But now that we brought it up, you wait, Matt. This is going to shoot into the tr- stratosphere. Did I make a great mistake? No. I've now called attention to it, so now our legion of listeners and followers are going to descend upon at the Duke of Sports. I would just say that overall, I don't see why we need to try to pick a fight with somebody that comes on our show. No, which is why he cannot include us in his stupid-ass 
Dude, you see the Twitter beef I'm in with Sam Amon? I really put him in his place. Why are we included? I don't know, but he tagged us in that response, along with Sam Amick. That's almost as bad as when Kate's tagged Woiki on that uh, anti-racist message. <laughs> Boy, if I can go back in time. If I could turn back time. If I could find a way. Would it help if you guys responded? I'd include someone besides Woiki on that, hey, I don't want to be racist tweet. Would it help? Hey. Would it help if you guys responded to the text or tweet, excuse me, with everybody on there, including Sam Amick, and said, hey, he does not represent the Petros. Well, here's the problem. Amick has blocked it. So then when we tweet back, it looks like we're like, hey, hey, Amick, let's all get involved in this again. Do I need to text Sam? Like, hey, this dude does not represent yes. us? Text him now. Text him now. Well, now, if we reply, though, Sam very well might see it, but it'll say this right that's what i'm saying this post is from an account you block that's what so i'm at saying least on, see but, us. but on twitter he won't see it at all now unless we reply oh, i see what you're saying right leave it leave it we text him oh leave it we text him great on, point on the telephone but I, but do you think he is holding it against us still if we text him privately kate's yeah text him now yes okay, and by the end like by the end of the segment We'll see if he texts you back, and we'll what continue do I say, to check. Though? Say, hey, heads up. We got nothing to do. Somebody that works at iHeart LA was in that beef, but he has nothing to do with our show. We think he's an idiot. Yeah, treat him like 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 Peter treated Jesus. Deny him three times before the cock crows. Should I say the kid on Twitter does not represent the us? kid. We'll say this. He's a nice guy, but you, he's know, an idiot. you know how fans are. He's a complete idiot. And he got overexcited being contacted by such a prestigious writer. He's a good kicker, but he's an idiot. We apologize for any inconvenience and hope it does not reflect upon great sports talk. The, the Taj, great sports talk. Taj Mahal of sports thought that Matt Money Smith and I, I and I Tim Cates have built. can't type this fast. Podcast it. <laughs> Hi, Sam. Sorry about the Duke. Sorry, no. Sorry about the guy. Yeah. tweeting you. I would. Yeah, Sam. The Duke of Sports is not affiliated with our show. He's yes. a nice. He's a guy. nice kid that works in the building. He knows how to treat a woman, but he's an idiot and has nothing to do with us. Obviously, you fed the wrong cat, and now he's coming around for milk in your backyard every day. Yeah. And now he's crapping all over the neighborhood, pooping in your sand. So this is something we had to deal with before the show even started. Right? Our yeah. show is not even officially oh, started. Because he had, right when we started is when I saw it come up. I was actually checking the timeline to see how my tweet was working that I got all excited about. Matt sent out a great tweet, it, by it, the it way. It is truly one of the most remarkable moments I have ever experienced in my life. What happened now? I'm walking through the hallways. The earthquake hits. Oh. And all the it? KFI people are like, ah, earthquake, did you feel it? And they're all screaming. They were. And Tim Cates. <laughs> How's my tweet looking? <laughs> Tim Cates steps into the hallway all nonchalant and just looks right at me and goes, wonder how long Siciliano's going to take to tweet Earthquake. That dude is on top of it like crazy. <laughs> He's looking at Twitter and he goes, bang, 17 seconds. <laughs> I was like, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time there's an earthquake, he freaks out and he tweets, Earthquake. Every time. Every time. Why? Doesn't matter if it's a morning, noon, or night. Like, I don't know what to be. I can tell you why. More freaked out by that he does that or... That Kate is about so it. on top of Twitter that he knows. Well, he's a radio producer, yeah. you know, and there's breaking news today. So, you know, with the Chip Kelly stuff, 
Bang. So you were 17 on, seconds. I went on Twitter to check the progress of my tweet that I tweeted an hour ago about the earthquake. It's doing pretty well. And next thing you know, bam, right in the face, bang. the Duke of Sports. Bang. I'll tell you why Siciliano's really into the earthquakes. Oh, it's boy. the frequency, the high frequency <laughs> that the movement in the earth creates, and only his ears can pick it up. I'm not kidding. Like, you know, like if you have like a, a rat problem or something, you can get like a thing, not the family uh, burner that Matt has that burns the whole family of rats when they walk in and never walk out, just lights them on fire. But you can do a thing with like a frequency, a high frequency for the big eared rats, and it keeps them out of your keeps them out of your house. And I think when hey, the earth um, moves under the feet of Siciliano, he can hear it better than the rest of us. Can I ask a question? Pardon my ignorance on social media. Can you, like Instagram, where you can delete replies to your posts, can you delete reply? You can't? You can mute them for yourself. You can't delete them. You can't take them away. You can mute them so you don't have to see them. Or block them. them, yeah. You can block the person, but everybody else sees but you them. But you can't delete the reply. You cannot delete no. their reply. They have as much right to reply to you, unless you turn replies off. No, it says right here, hide reply. <laughs> yeah, for yourself. Because the reply that you told me you read that was right underneath his... His tweet. What I'm saying is, is no longer there. It hides it for you, but That's everybody it. else sees it. Oh, there was a great reply there, right? Maybe it's gone. Maybe, Maybe the guy they took it down. It could be they deleted. You think the guy? It could be he deleted it. Some, somebody wrote, "No surprise, you heard it first. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him what the other one said. Come on, Gates. What did the other one say? It was the first one, which it, is why I'm like, how did that disappear? It, it said like you can use your ears and fly away. <laughs> <laughs> He said, earthquake in L.A., maybe I should get to Vegas. And the guy wrote, just use your ears to fly there. I want to get away. I want to fly away. Hey, P, that frequency rat thing doesn't work for crap. It only works if they're within five feet of the rat or mouse. They're dog ass. But does it work on Siciliano? It does work on humans. Two years ago, we put one in the ground because we had a gopher there we're trying to get rid of, and there was a hole. Neighbor, a few days later, came by and says, I'm hearing this really high-pitched screeching sound. How long have you lived next door to Siciliano? A couple years. Uh, <laughs> guy comes over and he goes, it's driving me freaking crazy. Are you guys yeah. hearing Are you hearing this too? We're like, no. He's like, I'm hearing this high-pitched sound all the time. And I knew exactly what he was talking about. He walked back home. I went, took the batteries out. That was really? it. You should have just left it on. We, don't, right. we can't hear anything. We were driving on. the guy crazy. He said he couldn't sleep. The sound hound. You should have seen what he would do. <laughs> hey, Kate. <laughs> Experiment time. Yeah. Go to the tweet that I uh, congratulated you on your uh, on your. Yep. recognizing that Siciliano would tweet yeah. immediately. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to hide this reply from Josh Mendoza that says, Kate should mind his own damn business. Oh, really? All right. And let's see if it disappears for all, for everyone. Uh, Why wouldn't people that get like all kinds of mean things tweeted about him run up around and hide them all the time then? So you can't do it. I just hit hide reply. Is it gone now? I don't see it. I don't. I don't. I never saw it in the first. I don't want to have to sit here and do this all day. <laughs> I, I, I just said hit and reply. Well, let me go back to everything anybody mean has ever said about well, me that's on Twitter. What I'm hide at it is, all. If he hit it, I mean that's even worse, right? It's you like, think what he I, hit it? Yes, that's what I'm getting at. Like if he hit it, like just let it fly, man. Just like the mayor's gonna take you to Vegas. <laughs> oh, just man. let it fly. It's not like Andrew reached out to you though, like on the side. 
Wait, who just tweeted two pretzels and a huge dong at us? Uh, <laughs> that's a fake PMS account. Oh, that's the fake one. Oh, yeah. thank God. I was like, God, did I just I didn't just tweet this. I didn't tweet two pretzels and a dong. <laughs> it's a fake account. Sklar liked it, though, by the way. Sklar's dead to me. Sklar well, needs to chill the F out. Like, yeah. like, just chill the F out. In modern day sports talk radio, guests are, we don't use overuse guests, but when we have a guy who's good and and reputable and West Coast and he comes on the show for like over a decade, how about leave him alone on Twitter? Do you think the Duke knew that Amick comes on this show all the time? Of course. Oh, yeah. So of he course. knew. He but because knew, he, he, he knew he was putting us at risk. It's the idea that a, a guy who is, lives in Sacramento was a beat writer for the Sac B, and is a national NBA writer somehow was showing favoritism by pointing out that Sabonis, who is certainly an all-star caliber player, should have been on the roster, is doing it under the guise of homerism. Is asinine, and to tag us in his pursuit. Of his own homerism, by the way, which is the great irony in all of this. Yeah. How dare you push for him when my guy on my favorite team should be there? It's like you're the one farting Laker confetti all right? the time. Well. Amick's a professional. Now, it's not just Laker confetti because when the Rams won the you're Super right. Bowl. He, he farted out that champagne <laughs> he bottle. He fart out champagne on the top of a high rise by himself to celebrate the Rams championship and post that video. Check it out. The Rams won the Super Bowl. Here's a video of me on top of a high-rise popping a bottle by myself. Here's a guy that says, this is not great sports talk. What? And you did this, Petros, by making Matt paranoid about hidden tweets. Great sports talk. Look, it's not our fault that the Duke of Sports has done this. But I say this now, it is our fault that he has been activated like a super saiyan now. He is memeing and gifing and tweeting his ass off right now, Matt, because of this conversation. So you're saying I should have just left it. Much like Sam should have left it, ignored the first tweet. None of this would have ever happened. Well, look happened. at this. What on God's green earth are you chicken effers doing? Chicken Is it effing. that slow of a sports day? No. Chip Kelly stepped down from UCLA. I have content. We have the Super Bowl coming up the on Super Sunday. Bowl You'll week. hear it right here. We have content. But... Eric Dickerson's coming on. Bruce Feldman's coming on in the very next I mean, segment to talk Chip Kelly. Just imagine Matt Smith is Usain Bolt getting ready to run the race in the blocks, ready to go. <laughs> and the tension, if you've ever run a a, 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 a a sprint race, the tension leading up to that moment and Matt's in the blocks and the guy's cocking the gun and all that. And all of a sudden, the Duke of Sports just came down and pushed him over right out of the blocks. That's what it is. So he had to get up and dust off his legs, and you know the Duke had to be pulled out, dragged out, and booked in the in the stadium jail. My apologies. It's upsetting. That hey, would be a funny lessons learned, you know, just going back to it. Like, here's what happened. It's like, so long, I call me. Oh my god! <laughs> what the hell is oh this? Oh my god! What did he do? Look what he did on Twitter. Tag us in your freaking. BS all-star Twitter just, beef. You know, hey, that, twi- that tweet I sent out was doing pretty good. Let me go check that out and see how it's doing. Oh, no. <laughs> all right, we can start the show now. I sent Amic a text, by the way. Okay, oh, wait, 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 wait. We'll, we'll see if he responds. Wait, stop the show then. Oh, boy. Okay, read the text. What is? What did you write? Uh, I said, uh, hi, Sam, just a heads up. The, quote, Duke of Sports guy on Twitter is not affiliated with our show. He interned for us 10 years ago and works for another station in our building and does not represent our station or our show. 
Petros and Money both asked me to make sure I tell you that, and they have blasted him on the air. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> and they blasted him on the air. And they have reprimanded him <laughs> on the air. Oh, you know something else? Before we start again, something else special <laughs> happened on Twitter. In this world of uh, NBA guys that work here in the building, something else happened last night on Twitter. I sent a snarky tweet at the old P when the Lakers lost to the House Nuggets. And, you know, the theme that we love so much of... Most competitive sweep ever. Correct. You know, and there was a Lakers... Uh, I tagged the Lakers official tweet okay. that writes, back here tomorrow, 114-106, and it's got a picture of two Lakers, you know, slapping high fives, right. slapping hands. And uh, I wrote on top of it, but another very competitive sweep. And I even put a little broom. Right? Question mark. So here's my snark. And now my head hits a pillow. Maybe when I wake up to pee in a couple hours, I'm like, oh, check this tweet. But uh, <laughs> I check to see how my tweets doing. So, so I go down to the replies, right? Oh, and people are, you know, you you, you tweet something like that, yeah, you're going to get some pushback. People are going to get pretty mad, and it happens very quickly. And something very interesting happened, Matt, and you're going to love this because to Edmano, the Duke of Sports, no Adam. Fully functional employee Adam. Somebody wrote something about how many titles do the Clips have again? Like I'm a Clipper guy or something? Right. Yeah. Shut up, P. Go back to your house on the hill. And here's the one that set Adam off. You go back up on the hill. This one goes regular season game, little brother. Why do the Lakers and LeBreezy live rent-free in your mind, Brosif? You're a little Lakers-hating bitch. That's all you are. <laughs> and that's all you're ever going to be. Just like bitch-ass tags him. At follow Adam oh, A. Oh, bitch ass. And then here comes Adam A swooping in, and what does he do? Tags his Twitter policier, Andre underscore CA7. That's his Twitter muscle. Yeah. He, he pays him 20 all bucks he to did be his Twitter muscle. was tag the Twitter muscle, and here comes the Twitter muscle showing me love with a shut your ass up bitch gif. <laughs> Telling that guy. Right? Now you got to get 20 bucks to that dude. Do I? Yeah. I thought I just fell under the umbrella of Adam's 20 bucks. No, now you got you owe him 20 bucks. Shut your ass up, bitch. Well, I did tell everybody that I had 20 bucks for him downstairs. Tim Cates got accosted. I had to run to my car he that did. night. I was like, where's my 20 bucks? <laughs> Food check, fool. <laughs> 20 bucks, fool. Uh, so that happened last That's, night on see, Twitter, too. That guy's not messing around. You yeah. pay 20 bucks, your Twitter muscle shows up immediately. You're nothing but a little bitch. That's all you're ever going to be, just like Adam. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, for real? Here comes Andre underscore CA7, and he wrote a gift calling you a bitch. How are you going to walk around all day carrying that burden? Right. You're going to carry that weight? Good luck. I would assume he didn't reply to that, did he? <laughs> He's like, I'll take the L. I almost just said, ass no. <laughs> you know he didn't. I'll take the L. Take. Hey, hold this L for me right here, fool. Oh, God, it's so stupid. No text back from Sam Amick yet. He oh, probably is pissed. No. Oh, no. Yeah, he's usually good about getting back pretty oh, quick, too. No. You ain't nothing but a little Laker-hating oh. bitch boy. That's all you ever going to be. <gasps> you and that little bitch. Oh, no. At <laughs> follow Adam A. Oh! oh, is that right? Oh, for real? Here comes a Twitter bodyguard. <laughs> Andre underscore Cass. Shut Six your four. bitch ass up. <laughs> Bang! <laughs> God, I'm so proud what I do for a living. We got Bruce Feldman coming on. We got to start the show. Oh, start the show, yeah. All right, sorry. Here we go. There are two tragedies in life. 
One is not to get your heart's desire. The other is to get it. A gong. Hey! hey! He's been there the entire time. Yeah, he was there the whole time. We love you, Vic. Twitter Nick. muscle, y'all. You're the best, Vic. Twitter muscle. What I did you make that. of that whole conversation? You, you think it's okay for uh, for our former intern to mix it up like that with a columnist and get us in trouble? Do not create angst and Sam Am- Amick, man. Right? Amick is the best. Yeah, He is. So that bothers you too, Vic? You don't like that? Amick. No, you do. Please. He, he must stay tranquil. Amick's been a sensational addition to the show for all these years. We've thought so, and uh, we don't get much out of the Duke, except for that 1% Twitter credit. So anyway, uh, your thoughts on the game, Vic, before we have to go to break and talk to Bruce Feldman because Chip Kelly stepped down? I'm going with the Swifty power. It's been it's overriding. Mm. It's it's omnipotent. It's omniscient. Mm. Chiefs 27, 49ers 24. Upset. We'll gong that out for you, Vic. Little upset. I don't know. It feels like that's what everybody's saying is Chiefs. So even though the uh, they are the the underdogs, it just feels like everybody thinks Chiefs are going to win. Yeah, hey, don't try to get some NFL taken under Matt Smith. Okay, gone, You know what I mean, Vic? I know. You know, Purdy is Purdy's the X factor. Purdy you know, sure is Purdy. He got a Purdy mouth. He's the X Factor man. He's been making plays. He's been making plays. He's scary. Purdy scares me. Mm. But Mahomes has been crazy, man. Crazy. Do you know what scares me? Duke of Sports. Never having Sam Amick again on the show. That's right. Cates keeps opening his texts and closing them, opening and closing, thinking like somehow that's how it's going to refresh. No, three words for you, though. Scott Howard Cooper. That's it. You know, it's the same name as the guy from Teen Wolf, yeah. unless the first two. Yeah, that doesn't do anything for me. Then you're done on the show. <laughs> yeah. With your stupid fro. Dumbass name. Vic, oh. we love you. Have a great weekend. Love you guys. A petrol somebody show you. A show. Bruce the Feldman. Bruce Feldman will join us next. Chip Kelly's out at UCLA. He left. You're out. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Got your show money. AM 570 LA Sports Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. UCLA basketball tomorrow. They are uh, playing Cal. Haas Pavilion. They'll tip it off at 2.30 on AM 1150. But this conversation, P, revolves around UCLA football. Who would have known they were going to be in the news today? Uh, well, it kind of was coming. What? Yeah, Chip Kelly. Really? We felt like this was coming? Sort of like the siege outside Petersburg. Sort of going to happen at some point, and it looked like they wanted Chip Kelly out, or maybe there was mutual disdain between the two parties. Either way, Chip Kelly has taken not a parallel job, taking the Ohio State coordinator job, not even an NFL job. So joining us now to discuss it all is our dear friend, Bruce Feldman. Yes, my colleague at Fox and FS1. He writes for The Athletic. He's making the rounds today. He already talked to Martin Jarman. Martin Jarman? Uh, that's right. The uh, athletic director at UCLA. And we posted that on the Twitter for the station and at Petros and Money, our Twitter. So he's right on the edge of this. And he will tell us how difficult it's going to be for UCLA to regroup on their way into the Big Ten here in mid-February Uh-oh. with the transfer portal open and all that stuff. What's cracking, Bruce? How are you? 
I'm doing great. Good to be on with you guys today. Oh, it's great to have you, Bruce. Now, this couldn't have surprised you, and I guess uh, my question is, does Martin Jarman have a plan? Uh, he's got to have a plan because this felt like this was coming for a while. Why Why did he do this back a month and a half ago when he could have hired Brent Brennan or or Jed Fish or, or somebody like that, Jonathan Smith? Yeah, I think it would have been, you know, maybe tough to push – ship out the door they had beaten usc pretty handily coming at the end of the year um and i think it was there were i don't want to say a no man's land but like you said petros i don't think anybody's really that surprised that this shakeup has happened i think in some ways i think a lot of bruins fans are probably relieved i think they were frustrated i mean look they won nine games last year they won eight this year and like i said they they whipped usc this past year but on the other side, I think they were frustrated with how recruiting had gone. I think it was no secret that Chip Kelly was open to leaving UCLA. Um, the NIL issues that I think he was, I think he was really tired of. He would have really no NIL money to compete for recruits, and the conversation would invariably circle back to money. And so I know that they had lost a bunch of kids where they just couldn't compete financially. They lost the defense coordinator, Danton Lynn, where USC was more than doubling his salary to go across town. And so I think that was an issue. Um, and ultimately, you know, the question is going to be for, for Martin Jarman, can they get somebody in here who can get boosters and money people engaged to ramp up the NIL so they can be more competitive? Because that's, you know, ultimately I think they, they were good enough where they could win, you know, seven, eight games, but can they be, it's hard to be much more than that if you're losing recruits. And then I think it got a lot harder guys in the last year when the transfer rule changed, where if you did, even if you weren't a a graduate, you could transfer multiple times. So they could have a player who transferred in, he could do really well. And then all of a sudden that player was going to be, coveted by other programs who could offer them a lot more money than UCLA could. And ultimately, I think that that made the job that much harder. And really the job, I think the job as a head football coach at UCLA that Chip Kelly got six years ago, that changed dramatically when NIL came in. And, you know, if you're the head coach like he was at Oregon, you had one big booster and it was Phil Knight. Now it's, you know, UCLA doesn't work that way. And so, his uh, his old friend Ryan Day needed an offensive coordinator, and I think that became very appealing to Chip Kelly. So, how do they, um, Bruce? Just how do they fix it? How, is it how hard is it? Because we know this market, we know what UCLA fans are like, and whether or not they're going to be able to find money for their NIL collective, and that seems like a real long shot. So, how do they fix that? Is that fixable? We're going to find out. I mean, you know, Martin Martin Jarman said a lot of the right things today when he talked about, you know, moving forward. He has a very ambitious timeline. It's 96 hours from what he told the players uh, that he was going to have a new head coach in place. And I think what you got to keep in mind, look, there, I, the story you mentioned that I did earlier today, it was on the candidates we've heard and we think will be guys UCLA will consider. You know, look, if they try to get somebody from who has big UCLA ties, and they just lost a really respected former player who was a really good assistant, and Deshaun Foster, who ended up going now is with the Raiders as an assistant. 
um, was really well regarded internally. Um, Akaika Malloy, who's the defensive coordinator there, is also a guy who's really well thought of um, and has a lot of recruiting ties. But they're guys who've never been head coaches before. And I think as, as he's, as the AD is looking at the landscape here, you know, there's a name that has come up a lot from industry sources, and that is P.J. Fleck at Minnesota. Why? Who obviously knows. Why, in terms of why would UCLA want him? I mean, would, uh, doesn't he make more money at UC at uh, Minnesota than UCLA could pay him, plus a buyout? Well, it's cheaper to live in Minnesota than it is to live yeah, right. in Los Angeles, right? So how did that work out? I think there's, a, you know, there's some people who look at that and said, all right, well, you want a guy with a ton of energy who's going to feel like he wants to be there. And look, P.J. Fleck is famous for his row-the-boat mantra. I don't know how that would play. Yeah, there you – look, we both have done Minnesota games. There's definitely, there's definitely something to P.J. and the energy he's bringing. I don't know how that would work here. He's a guy who, who has done some good things at Minnesota, but also has an under 500 record in the Big Ten, and they're on the other the – easy. they've been on the easier side yeah. of the Big Ten. Yeah. But is he somebody who can come in – and get the fans engaged in a big way where they're going to ramp up the NIL piece of it. I mean, who is somebody who is going to do that for them? I mean, David Shaw is a former, very successful coach at Stanford, but that program started to really backslide. And I don't know if David Shaw is going to be somebody who's going to get boosters engaged. I mean, he's well-respected, but, you know, again, I think it's, it's a big challenge to see who can get who can get the money up for the NIL? Because otherwise, I think you're really fighting with a sh- short stick in the Big Ten where it's going to get a lot harder than it just has been in the Pac-12. Bruce Feldman, our guest, college football insider, a great man in the city of the Ciudad, Fox, FS1, and, of course, The Athletic, where he's a senior writer. Uh, Ryan Grubb, people are talking about. Tony White, who uh, who was at UCLA right uh, after I was at SC, Former uh, UCLA linebacker, now a D coordinator at Nebraska. Barry Odom at UNLV. Uh, I mean, these are some of the names floating around. What do you got? They're they're good. They're they're really good at what they do. I mean, Tony White did really well at Nebraska. He did well at you know at at uh, Syracuse before that. I know he is on their radar. I don't know much more than that in terms of you know would he be that guy? Ryan Grubb did a phenomenal job there. I was surprised. Both those guys were, you know, people I thought could have been in play for San Diego State. Obviously, they went in a different direction. But, you know, again, I don't know. Like, Ryan Grubb just, you know, landed at, in Tuscaloosa as the offensive coordinator there. It depends how much they, you know, they're going to say, oh, oh, does he have to have head coaching experience? Because, I mean, they're up against it time-wise. I think those guys are – are legitimate candidates, but again, it's to go out there and be this CEO and, and not just be like a guy who's a really good coordinator. We know Chip is a really good X and O's guy. That's what he's going to be doing for, for Ryan day. The question is going to be, can you be the guy who engages all the boosters and does all the stuff that quite honestly, neither one of those guys has had to do as, as top coordinators, you know, maybe they can, maybe they're going to have a plan. And also what's, a little more complicated here is, you know, before Chip, Chip left UCLA, you know, a lot of his assistants, most of them, 
got new two-year deals that just started. And so there's a lot of guys who are going to, you know, whoever takes over is probably going to be inheriting a new staff. And how is that going to fit in place? So um, it's going to be very interesting with UCLA over the next couple of days. Bruce, what about, like, I know the NAL thing is is kind of what you, you've sort of centered on a little bit here, but what about just the amount of money that's going to be coming to them from the Big Ten just for resources? The fact that they're joining one of the two conferences that's going to pay the universities more than any other conference, is that a draw for some of the better coaches you know, in the Big 12 or the ACC, like, you know, maybe the guy that USC should have hired and Matt Campbell, who reportedly really wanted to come to L.A. Like, is that just thinking way too far out of what their means would allow? I mean, remember, they've been in a big hole financially for a while. That's that, that's right. a lot of what prompted the move to the Big 10. There's other some headaches with it. It's Look, a lot of us love the Rose Bowl, but the Rose Bowl is a long way from the campus. You know, there's some certain challenges that I think you deal with. Now, there's a there's a terrific recruiting base. So we all know that. And I think it's a lot better than, you know, some of these other guys have. And certainly the Big Ten is a bigger brand conference as the sport moves forward than what the Big 12 is. So, you know, again, who can you woo out there? You know, again, I be careful how I say this to Petros, but, like, the job Matt – Matt Campbell was very tempted in a couple of years ago. That's the one across town that has way, that throws way more money at football than UCLA does, you know? And again, I'm not saying that people wouldn't be, it wouldn't have some interest, but I think once you go, there's a lot of good football coaches that have struggled to sustain any success out here for all sorts of reasons. And some of those, you know, predate even the NIL piece of it. And so I think that's the part that, you know, you're threading a bit of a needle here. It's not to say you can't get a really good coach and it's not to say you can't get, they can't have success, but I just think there's a lot of stuff, especially as you go into a new league and the travel issues are going to be dramatically different than anybody else had faced. And also, you know, the, some of the timing of it is, you know, when, when, when Jim Mora was, was, got it going a little bit remember that was usc coming off they just got smashed by the sanctions you know it's like not saying usc is going guns a blazing they just won seven games (laughs) but there's just a lot of pieces in place right now and i think that's the part that makes this hire that that jarman has going to be really fascinating what happened to chip bruce why couldn't he recruit at ucla or i mean he developed players he put more guys in the nfl the last six years than usc has He's done a good job developing players and, and developing transfer guys as well, like the Murphys and Bobo and Charbonnet and all that stuff. But but why couldn't he do the other stuff that, that to be successful? I think it was it was the job he ended up jumping into. You know, I think it changed as college football change. And I don't think to kind of grind away at recruiting the way – you know, Mario Cristobal is going to grind away at recruiting to mention another Oregon coach. I don't think Chip is that, is that guy at this stage. You know, it's a, I don't want to say it's the game has passed him by, but in terms of recruiting, it's hard to be that guy when you're almost 60 or now 60 years old. You know, it's just a different animal. And so no Pete I Carroll? Think, Pete Carroll's not coming? Is that what you're saying? Like what? Pete checked. Carroll is a different animal from every, you know, at <laughs> 70, you know, at whatever he is. Like, I wouldn't, you know, he's, 
his energy, look, Ed Ogeron, energy is way different than the average guy their age. But I just think that the grind that's recruiting, I think when UCLA was getting, was, was signing on for Chip Kelly, they were getting a guy who was a cutting edge offensive mind and was really good at development and a lot of those other things. The recruiting was always going to be the challenge here. And I think it got a lot more challenging when NIL changed everything, you know, and again, I think those are, that's just the reality of it. But, you know, when he was at UCLA, at, at Oregon and they would come in and compete with UCLA and U, USC for players, you know, I think it was different because you had Phil Knight and you had a, you know, a, an, an edge to it where there was a mystique to it to go play up at Oregon that was very attractive in the style of football and the uniforms and it was more cutting edge. And I think once you got to UCLA, you know, a lot of those things were not relevant to make it work. And I think that happened. He was good enough coach to get them to eight and nine wins and beat USC at times. But I think, you know, to get it more than that as a CEO in this day and age, I think that was a lot harder, uh, a lot, lot tougher ask for him. Uh, just real quick, Bruce, any, anything other than Caleb Williams going number one in, in the draft that, that we should expect when, when the draft rolls around? Could, could you see anything weird happening between now and then? Yeah, I mean, I think you could see a bunch of, you know, look, you could see a bunch of quarterbacks maybe jumping up the board, and it's a deep draft with receivers. Um, you know, I would be surprised if somebody doesn't take Caleb number one. I mean, I know people like Drake May a lot, but – I just think there'll be a lot of drama and a lot of a lot of chatter about it, but ultimately, I think he will be too talented for a team to pass up at number one. Bruce Feldman, everybody, he broke the story, and he is a fabulous college football man and uh, on call for us uh, seemingly all the time if we need him, and we really are grateful for that. A heck of a colleague and a great guy. Thank you, Bruce, and congrats on breaking the story there. Always a pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. There we go. So there's nobody to hire, basically. There's a D coordinator hanging around in Nebraska. There is a... Former UCLA player. Yeah, former player. Yeah. There's Tommy Reese, who played quarterback at Notre Dame, whose dad coached at UCLA. His brother punted. Uh, one year as a coordinator under his belt. Yeah. Right? Or did he coordinate? He coordinated at Notre Dame and, okay. and Alabama. So two years as a coordinator. It, maybe. Maybe three. <laughs> okay. You got no NIL money. Well, they got something. How'd they get J. Michael Sturdivant? <laughs> With a sturdy van. Yeah, you got to get Sturdivant came for something. They got, it. they got a sturdy van. I don't know where he's going now. <laughs> we'll be back. What With a some, mess. Uh, Textosos. Martin Jarman's got a plan. I like, I like your question. Let's bring Pete Carroll back. Hey, you want to ride that cruiser bike around the South Bay? I just think it would be hilarious. It but would be incredible. He doesn't have the energy for it. It would be incredible. He, no one's hiring a 70-year-old man to coach UCLA football. What are our options? What are the headlines? This guy's an Ohio State guy. He's wanted to hire his own football coach for, for a while. That's why he's pushed Chip out. We'll talk about it, too, next hour. We'll have Pete some textosos next. Big girl, that's what big girl. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Big thank you to Bruce Feldman. If you missed it. Chip Kelly is leaving UCLA as their head coach to become the offensive coordinator at Ohio State after Ohio State offensive coordinator is take Bill O'Brien is taking the head coaching job at BC Boston College because the head coach at Boston College left to become the DC of the Green Bay Packers. Correct. And I'm a head coach. I'm going to be a coordinator. And that guy, Halfy, Halfly, that guy with the halfy. Right. He's Halfly the, with the halfy. He's the last guy that Martin Jarman hired to be a head football coach. Is that right? He hired him at BC. Jarman was the head coach at BC. Now Jarman Jar- was the AD. Yeah, Laffley, excuse me. Yeah, Jarman, Laff- he hired, he fired Adazio. Laffy Taffy. He hired Laffy Taffy. Now, did Martin Jarman say, hey, Laffy Taffy, <laughs> why don't you just hide it? in uh, Green Bay for a couple weeks and we get rid of Chip Kelly and then we're going to bring your halfie out here to Interesting, LA. interesting. I don't know. That's the only guy he's ever hired. Everybody's saying different things. You know, I just got a... Uh, what is this? Is this the... Uh, is this the, the breakfast place in Canada? Hortons? Tim Hortons? Yeah. I believe he is the owner, proprietor of the some 2,000 outlets... Of Tim Horton Donuts. Special teams coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens, Chris Horton, is uh, somebody that uh, somebody that we know is trying to put out there. We're, hey, you want to plant a seed? We'll plant your seed. Somebody asked about Jim Mora. We are a fertile place where your seed will, in <laughs> fact, take. Somebody's asked about Vermeil. Obviously, Pete Carroll has been involved in the conversation. We like the Pete Carroll talk. Oh, we love it. Eric Bieniemy, you know, I feel like if Eric Bieniemy really had it to be a head coach, it probably, probably would have already been. Probably would have happened. When, there when there you might get the be interview, something there, guys. There, when you're able to get the interview for every job everywhere, you'd like to think you can nail one of them. There might be something there. There might be something there beyond our our myopic ways as a society. That's all I'm saying. Is that too much? Is that saying too much? We uh we've talked to Horton before. Kate's where were we when Horton came on? Was it one of the charity golf tournaments when he stopped by and we were rapping with him for a while? He's a former UCLA safety, right. had a ah. cup of coffee in the league. Okay, I remember. But he's a special teams coach okay. with the Baltimore Ravens. Well, he, that's what Jim Harbaugh was and is. Is this Maurice Jones Drew trying to, to get his no. guy hired? No. Because he tweeted hey, out. You could argue John Harbaugh, one of the best coaches oh. in the NFL. He started at special teams. Maurice Jones Drew's a Horton guy, too. They, I think they either cross paths yeah, or play so together he's got the, he, let's just Let's be comfortable saying he's got the ex-UCLA player vote. That's what. There you go. The former UCLA player, the, the current UCLA player vote, excuse me, is going for Deshaun Foster to come back, who just took the running back coach job with the Raiders. We'll see if that comes to fruition more importantly though if you've been listening to our show since the beginning uh we didn't do frogman friday we didn't even really start oh, yeah, the show right. properly because that's my fault well, i got upset at the duke we've had a controversy about the uh, sam amick being contacted by one of the employees in our building a former intern of ours and a friend the duke of sports and we've uh we've we like tried- the duke he's just an idiot yeah and we've tried to smooth it over with Amick. And how's that going? Well, too many people on Twitter are tweeting him like, hey, give Kate's a text back. 
But Kate's texted him. Texted Amick. Amick. Our friend who's covered the NBA nationally for some 15 years. To forgive us, our idiot friend, and still please come on the show when we ask you once every couple months. And Amick's reply was, Kate's? Hasn't replied of yet, but you know what, Twitter folks and listeners, I appreciate it. I do. The support. Don't need to reply to Sam Amick. You don't need to send him tweets like, hey, Kate is waiting for you. Reply to him already. We're good. Sam's a great guy. This is going to be okay. I don't need people on social media tweeting at Sam I just want to say this, and this is important. Amick caused this by feeding the cat. He did. You don't respond to people that say stupid things like you're a homer for pushing Sabonis for the All-Star game when everybody knows it's AD because I'm a Laker homer. Hence this... This tweet calling you a homer in the first place. Don't reply to that. Don't engage. You fed the cat. Yes. And now the cat's living under your porch, crapping all over the place. And, and that's we're why taking it the blame. We're taking the Yes. Blame. We don't even run a kennel. My carpet smells like cat pee. It's terrible. Now people are going after the Duke on social media, and the Duke's we're responding fine with, with like little gifts and videos and stuff. Yeah, we're fine with that. The Duke loves it. Oh, this, this is a... The Duke typically does not... His tweets, nobody replies yeah, to Yeah, this is the Duca Palooza yeah. for him. I mean, he's, this is the biggest moment he's ever had. Why do you think he's trying to keep his feud with Sam Amick going six days later? Right. It's all he's no got. No one cares about the All-Star game, except for these two idiots, Amick and the Duke. As a proud Nebraskan-American, you said something that got up underneath my skin. Keep Tony White's name out your mouth oh. as it relates to UCLA. Nebraska can't afford to lose him. Well, sounds like we found our man. That's our guy. That's it. <laughs> that clinches it. <laughs> you done it. You screwed yourself. What about Urban Meyer? Oh. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. Pete Carroll as his defensive coordinator. Huh? Oh. How about that? I love that. How about that? Like this stupid-ass softy asked me uh, Wednesday, like, can you imagine, you know, Belichick's son, the D.C. in Arizona? Pete Carroll's son, the DC, the, the O.C. in Arizona. Can you imagine Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll walking around and helping out at practice? I said, other than the fact that Pete Carroll hates Bill Belichick because he got fired by Robert Kraft and Kraft hired Bill Belichick and created the Patriots dynasty. Other than that. I can see it being great. I hate everybody. That's not true. You don't hate the Duke. You just think he's an idiot. You know what they say the, uh, the tag on the enemy is? He just won't stop swearing. <laughs> he's got a filthy mouth. Filthy mouth. Uh, it gets old after a little while. Good thing about the enemy is he screams so much that he ends up going hoarse. Right. So then so it's almost you like you don't hear anything for so he's screaming Monday, Tuesday, by Wednesday, yeah. his voice is gone. What kind of year was it? I don't know. Around October, <laughs> we couldn't understand a guy at all. Yeah, Started left. playing a lot better. Uh we'll be right back. Word number song of the day. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.